Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa curry and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. And today is going to be an interesting one for anyone out there that's interested in social media. It's a massive topic. It is sort of something that everyone's talking about these days. And some of you may or may not know this about me, but Instagram is a huge part of my life. And today I've decided to share with you some of my top Instagram social media hacks. So my top three social media hacks. And and these hacks are... Are, are sort of like my Bible. They're my guidelines. It's what I, um, you know, have followed. These things have sort of stuck with me through all the changes, through all the algorithm changes, implementations within Instagram. And I really believe in them. And if you're interested in growing your business or your personal account, this is the episode for you. So what are hacks? Well, It's basically like a tip or a technique that is of great value to your social media account. Now, I know there are a lot of you out there who want to grow your business accounts, so this is going to be a great episode for you, but it's also very beneficial to personal accounts too. So that means people like myself who aren't selling a product or service, but just want to be recognized on this platform. So listen, when I started, I wasn't a business yet and I grew my following and things went from there. So these hacks can be applied to any Instagram account. It doesn't matter if you're a business or a personal account. Got it? (laughs) Well, it it, it sort of matters if you're a personal account and you're private, like you have a private setting. And that's because when when a person lands on your page, your Instagram page, if you're private, they can't see what you're all about. They can't see anything about your account because you're set to private. So unless they fo- like they request to follow you and you follow them back, they're not really going to see what you're about. So I'm going to assume that if you are private, that you're not exactly looking to grow into influencer status or you're not your business isn't looking to grow sort of uh, within your community uh, nationally or internationally. Anyways, okay, so. As I get started here, I want to give you all a brief rundown of who the hell I am and why the hell you should listen to anything I have to say. (laughs) I mean, you could Google the top three or top five or even like top 25 Instagram hacks right now and there's going to be 20 million articles written. So why should you listen to me? Well, I'm going to tell you. Okay, so here we go. As most of you know, my background's in high-performance sport. It has nothing to do with Instagram. I skied for Canada for eight years, won World Cup gold, was national champion, blah, 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 blah. And following my athletic career, I went immediately into high-performance coaching. Now, people think I actually grew my following because I was an athlete and I was fairly well-known in the sports community, but that's not the case at all. In fact, I retired from competition in 2006. I don't even think Facebook was really invented back then. Like it was just kind of starting out, I, I think, maybe even in 2007, I'm not even sure. And I swear to God that most places during that time didn't even have like Wi-Fi. <laughs> in 2006, like Wi-Fi was just kind of sort of being a thing. Like it, it, there was like internet cafes that still had dial-up internet at that time. So Instagram wasn't invented. In fact, if you really want to know, here's a fun fact. Instagram was actually invented on October 6th, 2010. And a week later on October 12th, it was released to the public as a photo sharing app. And then, you know, the rest is history. And here's a tiny little fun fact. When the app was first launched, it wasn't 
even called Instagram yet. It was called bourbon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> after the drink. <laughs> Anyways, my point being that no, I didn't grow my following because I was an international skier. Most of my following probably like my following right now, they probably don't even know this about me. <laughs> well, maybe they do now, but it, it, that came a lot later. So how did I grow my following? Great question. It all started in the summer of uh, 2015. So just less than three years ago when I was coaching the Alberta mogul team. Um, and at the time I was a private account. I had like maybe 250 followers and I had no idea how to, how to do Instagram or even what it was really. Uh, <laughs> but what I was doing at the time was I was building the Alberta team's Facebook account. We wanted more exposure for the team. We had a Facebook account. So I took it upon myself to try and make the Facebook, the Facebook account great. And we would post interesting stories about the athletes and create fun content and, you know, would take photo, like I would take photos and we, I would make videos. It was very amateurish at the time. But the kids, the team, the kids on the team, they would, they would love it. It was super fun. So then one day during the 2000 and it was a 2015 summer camp in Whistler. And I remember this day like super clearly. We were all sitting around in our team condo. And one of the kids told me that I should, I, 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 he basically said, I, I take really good photos and that I should try and get Insta famous. And I was like, Insta famous? <laughs> what the hell is that? And he was like, you know, get famous on Instagram and make money. Well, this was like mind blasting to me. I, I was like, you can make money on Instagram. Oh my God. And so the kids, the kids then like sort of filled me in on what some of the bigger accounts were doing. And this was like, it was a cool little perk hanging out with 15 to, to 19 year olds all day, every day. They, they naturally know a thing or two about social media. And I felt like an old person who was super out of touch, but this news that people were making money really hooked my attention. Like at the time, famous people on Instagram weren't coined influencers yet, but there were some huge accounts that were making money advertising and promoting products, services, events, I don't know, like travel and other people even. And I was intrigued. So on that day, I made a vow to the kids. I said, and this was to the group in that condo that day. I was like, I'm going to try and get someone to pay me $1 to make a post on Instagram. You watch someone out there is going to pay me to post. I was like, challenge accepted. <laughs> and from that day forward, I, I literally like dove headfirst into learning everything I could possibly learn about Instagram marketing and social media marketing. You know, from that day forward, I took, I took online courses. Some of them were free. Some of them were very expensive. You know, I joined forums, specialty Facebook groups. I started following social bloggers, uh, Googling tips and techniques for growing your Instagram. Instagram accounts, like everything possible. I, I took my account from private to public, obviously, and I started to post about my life on the road with the freestyle team. So those first six months or so were a super huge learning experience for me. My account didn't explode or anything. It was more like a steady climb and a time for me to learn and discover that there are a bunch of different people out there telling me a million different things to do and a million different ways to grow my account. And in, instead of using that time to get overwhelmed with it all, I, I kind of used common sense and I started to figure out my own overall uh, strategy, if you will. Now, at this point, my personal account was slowly growing and people in my community started to notice. And everyone was like, how the hell are you growing so fast? <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, how can I grow my account? 
And it was that last question that really got me thinking with my coaching background, which like incorporates my passion to bring out the best in other people and help them see a different perspective. I, I started to, you know, speak with several business owners that are within my inner circle. And I realized that there is a demand for social media advice in the small business community. So I decided to take advantage of this and I started consulting with small businesses. It was like a no brainer. Small businesses don't have a huge marketing budget, right? They just need some advice. They need like a starting point. So this means that technically my first dollar that I made in social media was not actually from posting. It was from companies looking for social media advice. So it's, you know, I did start making money in that regard. But anyways, my starting point advice leads me to my first Instagram hack. (laughs) So tip number one, as it relates to Instagram, um, and this is my, the tip number one that I gave clients back then. And I still give clients today, uh, is this, if you want to be an awesome account, if you want to have an awesome account, you need to be willing to put in the time and effort to make it awesome. Sounds straightforward, right? Like all things, building an excellent social platform beyond your current network takes time and effort. Again, it seems super simple, but everyone is trying to get something for nothing. Like, for example, people are using third-party apps that will get them to where they need to be or that just... They think people think that just posting a beautiful photo will magically give them hundreds of followers. Well, it doesn't work like that. And I said beyond your current network, because if you're an existing business or a person who has a certain level of followers already, how do you attract more people to your account? Okay, so beyond your current followers and or people that know your business exists already. So this hack is number one because I truly feel as though it's the most important thing to growing your account, time and effort. If you wanna just have a cool account to engage in your current following, then you don't need to put in as much time. But if you want to grow, well then you need to put in the work to grow. Instagram is primarily a photo sharing app. So you'll need to find photos, take photos and or create photos that are attractive that represent who you are, your brand. It's a visual platform. And sometimes creating the visuals takes time. Sometimes it doesn't. Some photos work, some don't. But what I'm saying is that you need to take the time and effort to create a page that is aesthetically pleasing. And this will not necessarily happen overnight. So don't expect it to. For example, at the time when I was uh, trying to earn that first buck, I was I was putting in like 20 hours a week or more into my account. Like to me, that's a lot. And that was on top of my my full time job. Like I I spent that time researching, uh, creating content, engaging. I didn't mind doing it, though, because I thought it was fun. It, It was very interesting to me. So. Some of the stuff I was doing also, it was, it was, it was, it was working and some of it wasn't. I, I just sort of made note of these trends and every now and then I used common sense to change things up slightly. Like common sense does play a big role in, in your, in your time and your effort here. So in other words, sometimes you might feel like you're spinning your wheels and that you have no idea what the hell you're doing, but trust me over time, you'll figure it out. Okay, you need to keep an open mind within this platform, like because it is constantly changing, it's growing, it's evolving. So it's important to put in a little bit of time to like stay in the know. Where people get intimidated by social media platforms is that they they don't know using air quotes. They don't know what to do. 
So the first thing I tell my, my, my consults, like the people that I work with is to do some research. I can certainly point you in the right direction, but I always suggest to start looking at other accounts for inspiration. You know, put those initial hours of work into figuring out what you like and what you don't like out there. That helps to really bring clarity as to what you're trying to do. Find the time. Do it while you're drinking coffee in the morning. You know, sitting on the can. That's a big one. I laugh at it, but everyone does it. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about. You know, maybe you're waiting for somebody at a restaurant or a coffee shop or something like that. Do it then. Or, or better yet, like schedule 20 minutes a day to just go on Instagram and start creeping people and businesses. <laughs> and that's right. You got to creep. What is creeping? Well, that's a term that, you know, social users use when, when, when we're lurking around people's accounts and watching what they're doing. It's kind of like creeping on them. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's the key to success is, is to watch what other people are doing and adopt, you know, your own formula around that. And if you put in the work and start to build an overall vision of what you want for your business or your personal account, you can then put your time, focus your time into figuring out your target market and then start to build a strategy on how to attract those types of people to your account. That's, that's what those big accounts do. Okay. That's what, that's what they do behind the scenes. So these are the types of things that I go through in my consultation, but what I'm trying to do right now is just to say, if you want growth, you need to put in some time. So I want to talk a little bit about third party applications because there are a bunch of third party apps out there now that like help busy business owners free up some time. It's sort of a, it's their own individual marketing strategy is to like say, you're too busy. Use my, my app to help you with your social media. And there are schedule, like scheduler apps, for example, that have partnered with Instagram that let you schedule out your week of posts so that you don't have to physically go onto the Instagram app and post. Uh, the third party application will essentially do it for you. And this is a great feature, especially for super busy people that can't put in the time and effort daily to manage their business accounts. And it does work for some businesses. I'm not discrediting these apps at all. However, I am saying right now that if you are looking to grow your account, taking an hour to schedule out your posts at the beginning of the week and then letting a third party app post for you will not get you what you're looking for. It will free up some of your time, that's for sure. And it will also ensure that you're getting some content out there for people to see, but it won't necessarily help you grow your account. My suggestion is to use that free time to do other things with your Instagram account, like engage with your target market. Well, figure out who your target market is and then engage with them. So anyways, back to my story. Um, it was following that initial six months that really made the biggest impact on my own personal account. I figured, I figured out how to best utilize my time in the most effective way, uh, using a very specific strategy. So during that time I went from 3000 followers or so, it was like February, 2016 to 10,000 by May. 2016. That was an increase of 7,000 people in only three months. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and once again, I got the K, which is sort of a funny term, but it's, it's used big time behind the scenes in Instagram because once you get over 10,000 followers, Instagram adds a K beside your number. It's kind of cool. And it's a big milestone because once you have 10,000 followers, it says 10 K followers. Um, and Instagram will actually offer you more features once you've hit this milestone. Uh, like the biggest one is, uh, you get the swipe up feature on your stories. 
Meaning you can attach a link right there on your story instead of trying to direct people to click the link in your bio, uh, which takes you offsite. Okay, so in your stories, you can say, hey, I'm selling these shoes, swipe up. You, you know what I'm talking about. Um, what you also gain by getting the K is some street cred. <laughs> people all of a sudden think you're someone when you get the K. It's so interesting. I like at the time I was just a ski coach. I was coaching a high performance team. And as soon as I got the K, I earned my first buck. That's when I earned my first dollar for posting. I, I, I actually couldn't believe it. <laughs> Following that $1, tons of companies started to reach out to me to promote them. It was actually insane. I, I had the most obscure companies approach me too. It wasn't like, it wasn't like I imagined. I was like, once I get the K, Nike, Oakley, you know, all these big companies are going to want me to be an influencer. <laughs> It was, it was not like that at all. I was getting approached by brands I had not even heard of. It was like one day it was a supplement company and the next it was like tea, like a tea company. Uh, I, I remember getting a, a, an email from an adult diaper company, all looking for social influencers to rep their growing businesses. So I, I, this one that really stands out to me, I, I had this, there was a vitamin company. Uh, they told me that they'd give me $500 worth of vitamins and $150 per post to wrap them. And I remember reading that email with like dollar signs in my eyes. I was thinking, I have made it. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, but then I got thinking, who the hell are these people and do I want to be promoting them? Well, my instincts said 100% hell no. And this was all during the time that influencer marketing was like really taking off. Now, you might be wondering, what is an influencer? Uh, well, it's, it's a label in social media that's given to someone who influences the masses. <laughs> so for example, famous people are influencers. Like if Justin Timberlake tells a group of teenage girls to go and drink a Pepsi and uh, because it will make them feel good, how many of those teenagers are going to go get a Pepsi? I'd say probably the majority within that moment, they're going to go and get the Pepsi. Like celebrities have been endorsing brands since commercials were literally invented. So, so yes, celebrities are influencers, but this term goes like beyond celebrities in the world of Instagram. It it's given to, you know, sort of everyday regular folk like myself who are influencing their target markets, influencing their followers to do something, buy something, go somewhere, follow someone. There are like a billion strategies out there, but if you look at the bigger accounts, a lot of the people are trying to make money. So they're endorsing brands left, right, and center. Is there anything wrong with this? No. In fact, I believe this is the direction that social media is going at the moment. So like all things I have, I have, we have a choice. We can embrace it or hate it. <laughs> So I chose to embrace it, you know, to a certain extent because I didn't, however, I didn't want to be the person that sells out to brands that don't resonate with me. Um, so I did in fact say no to that vitamin company, even though their package had a pretty little bow on it and I was going to make money repping them. I, it didn't really sit well with me. You know, in addition to that, I'm not like a tea drinking, protein powder using, diaper wearing person. So why would I rep brands like that? This brings me to my Instagram hack number two, which is be authentic, be your brand, figure out why, figure out your why and stick to it. In other words, don't try to be something that you're not. This tip is basically the most important one to follow. And sometimes it's really hard to follow it, but it is 
the most important, okay? If you're a business, you need to keep the vision or mission statement of your company at the forefront of your mind while creating content. You need to figure out what it is you're trying to do with your business and stick to attracting the customers that are going to enjoy what you have to offer. This seems like common sense, but I see it every single day where so many brands veer from their vision and it gets super confusing and unattractive to their target markets. Like, like, like day in and day out, I also see brands who over promise and under deliver because they're not being true to their business model or what they have to offer. Like this is also confusing and it also just looks bad. Okay. When you are authentic, you will not only grow via engagement on your Instagram, but also through word of mouth off the app. You know, you want people to be taking, like you want people to, you know, talk about you when they're not on their phones, <laughs> but actually enjoying your product and or service in real life. Do you get what I'm saying? I want to give you an example of what I'm talking about as like a, like quote unquote faux pas. And this is an example of the most common error I see out there. And I see this particular error commonly with startups, like new entrepreneurs that haven't taken the time to figure out what they want for their business or their personal brand for social media. So let's just say I'm, I'm just kind of like creating a fake sort of situation here, but let's just say I'm an entrepreneur and I'm selling, I don't know, let, let's just say jewelry. Jewelry is a big one out there on Instagram. We all know that the fashion industry, jewelry, things like that, it, it's huge on Instagram. So let's just say I'm a female entrepreneur and I decide to create an, like, an awesome account with awesome content and I post a bunch of photos of the jewelry that I've created. Okay, let's just call it Entrepreneur A. So not me, just Entrepreneur A decides to create some awesome content and you know post her amazing jewelry. And, and she gains some followers, people start to notice her work and, and what she's selling, and they like it. Uh, and there appears to be some momentum building within her jewelry account. But then her kid decides to do something super cute. And she decides that she wants to share that with her customers. Maybe her kid picks up the jewelry and starts petting her dog. You know, this is important to her. So this might sound harsh overall, but if I'm looking at your account to find jewelry and I see a baby and a dog, like there is a much higher likelihood that I will unfollow you when I see that because I'm not interested in babies petting dogs. I'm interested in pretty sparkly things. That's why I follow you. So show me what I want to see get it? <laughs> like this doesn't mean you can't be creative and different. That's not what I'm saying. However, my belief is that brands need to stay on brand. There are a million and one ways to do this. So figure out what way is best for you and your business, but it needs to be done in order to maintain the integrity of your account and continue to attract your target market. Do you, do you see what I'm going with this? Now, some accounts, I don't know, they, they have visions of sharing their personal touch in all things business, which is a strategy that works as well. I'm one of those people actually, like look at my account, for example. I personally post only photos of me outdoors doing activities that I love and I am sharing my life lessons. The goal of my account is to promote my message and to build my podcast and to share my life stories and inspire other people. In this case, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of free to post a little bit more of a variety of content, but I do need to be careful, okay? Because I've built a following of people who expect a certain message from me. And this brings a lot of engagement to my account, but I choose to only post quality photos 
and I take the time to write out per, like a personal blog post that shares my personal experiences. This is the point of my account. So I stick to that point. Okay. My stories, on the other hand, show more of my day to day life. Like I, I've decided to share my silliness, <laughs> the crazy adventurous side of me in my stories. I show my friends, I tag them, I tell jokes, we tell jokes together, we make fun of ourselves. I basically make fun of myself like every single day uh, because that is my personality. I show more of my personality in my stories. I show like the human side of my life instead of like the coach or the teacher. And it's interesting because my account now attracts two very different followings. Like I have people who are interested in my blog posts and then I have people who are interested in my stories. So some of course, like they overlap, but for the most part, the people who watch my stories don't engage in my actual Instagram posts, okay? They just like watching me be a goofball or <laughs> like to see what I'm up to, I don't know. <laughs> They don't really care about the other stuff and that's super cool and it, like for the record it, it it really is totally fine i i want to show these two sides of me which i can as a personal account and i like essentially expected this to happen anyways back to staying on brand here's like a personal example of what i'm talking about um this one day and this was like maybe last year or something I posted a photo of my road bike inside my house. I was talking about going on a long road bike ride and the challenges I was having on my bike. And I, I took this awesome photo of my bike, but it was a bit different. And like to me, different is always a positive in my books. But after I posted it, I actually lost over like 250 followers within the first five hours. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> Like, what the fuck is happening? This was, this was crazy. But this is when I realized that the people that unfollowed me don't care about my bike inside my house. They care about me outside. Do you get it? <laughs> and, and that's when I realized that I am officially a brand. Like me, Elisa curry Lowitz is a brand on Instagram. And with that information, I needed to figure out a way to say what I want to say in my own voice. Meaning, if you're a person trying to become an influencer, you need to figure out what you can bring that is of value and then promote that. Be it fashion, you know, adventure, photography is a big one, knitting, I don't, I don't know, food, sex, yes, even sex. Like, how can you stay authentic to this message? Like if you're a person like myself trying to build your own personal account, I think it's of extreme value to use this information wisely. I decided that I am not the type of person who wants to be salesy. It's not really within, I don't know, the essence of what I believe in. I, I don't want to, I don't want to rep a million brands and just make money. Yes, that was my initial goal, but it was more of like a joke <laughs> that like blew up so fast in my face that launched me into my second career, which I'm grateful for that joke. Like, holy shit. I had no idea what direction my life was going. And without that joke, I have no idea what direction my life would have taken. <laughs> it's like all super crazy. But in the end, I just want to be me. Just like you want to be you. So many people feel as though they need to be so like extra to get noticed, but really all you need is just to be you. And listen to me when I say this, people will follow you if you're true to yourself. There is literally a market for everything out there in the world of social media, but your customers will see right through you over time and they'll lose interest if you're pretending to be something that you're not. Trust me on this, okay? You will also, 
on a personal level, experience like serious burnout trying to be something that you're not. Like it's it's hard to pretend. It's hard to think of quality content for something that you're not. It's easy to just be yourself and post about it, right? Like I've heard stories, I've seen like huge accounts, just like people that run huge accounts explode. They're just so exhausted. They, they can't keep up the front anymore because they're not being true to themselves. They're promoting, they're becoming something that they're not. And it's just exhausting. It's just exhausting. So like that, that's more of like a long-term, you know, that's long-term advice. Cause sometimes in the moment you're like, oh my gosh, this company wants to pay me $500 to do a post. So you take it, but in the end it's, it's not, it's not going to benefit you as a person and it's not going to benefit your account. Like, could you imagine if I started to rep companies that didn't represent how I want to live my life just to make money? Like I see it all the time and it drives me crazy. Like I see people talking about how great something is, but really they were paid to say that. So how great is that product? Like actually it's everywhere. Buy this you know, try that, eat at this restaurant, donate to this cause. There are influencers all over the world selling garbage right now, all to make money. So I caution you, if a company doesn't align with who you are, then please don't sell out. How effective are you as an influencer if you're promoting shit that you don't believe in? And this goes for brands and products. Like, like, brand and product accounts, okay? How effective are you going to be in attracting sales from Instagram if you're not authentically standing behind your product? You know what I'm saying? You get it? I don't know. And this hack is basically how I landed my first job as a full-time manager of an Instagram account. So yes, in addition to consulting with some small businesses, I, I also fully manage uh, several accounts. The first one is, uh, an online yoga studio. It's called at it. Like the handle is at pure online. I've talked about this before on my Instagram account and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's an online yoga studio. So I fully manage this particular page as well as two other ones. Uh, the second one is at Lansdowne live, which is basically, uh, Lansdowne park is a suburb of Ottawa. It's in the glebe. Um, and they're owned and operated by Ottawa Sport and Entertainment Group. And uh, Lansdowne Live promotes the area. So, you know, all the professional sports teams that are there, restaurants, retailers, the park space, the entire area of Lansdowne uh, Park in Ottawa. I also manage at Charlotte, Ottawa, which is a new lounge slash cocktail bar. It's called Charlotte. Um, but their handle is at Charlotte, Ottawa, and it opened last fall. So for these accounts, I create the content, I find the content, I, I edit, I post, I manage, I control everything that goes out on these pages. This is my full-time job. This is what I do full-time. So I manage these three accounts and I like, I take these brands and I come up with strategies to increase their social engagement and presence on Instagram. And all three accounts are growing. They're all unique and they all attract a specific clientele that we've identified. I've put in the time and effort into figuring that stuff out. And I landed them because I come with sort of a no bullshit policy and I take the time to figure out the brand and I, then I take the time to figure out the target market and I stick to it. It's awesome. It's fun. It's easy. It's I'm passionate about these accounts that I represent. And you can see that from experiencing what these accounts have to offer. Okay. I, I think I've drilled that message in hard enough. Be authentic. <laughs> Just be authentic. <laughs> okay. Next. Now my third hack is an interesting one. It coincides with the other two, meaning that all of these go hand in hand. But my third hack is <laughs> don't sell your account to a robot. <laughs> that sounds funny. Robot accounts are programs that you can pay 
that will like, comment, follow, or unfollow people on your behalf. So you can also use them to generate a higher following, meaning there are programs out there that will pay, that you pay, that will add real robot followers to your following. Those are not real people behind these accounts, just so you know, they're like fake accounts. So when you post a photo, real people will not be liking them or seeing them. You can identify these accounts because they'll typically have like 12,000 followers. So they'll have that 12K following, but like 50 or 100 people will like their photo. So like their engagement rate is super, super low. Just for the record, a, a, a good engagement rate for any business or personal account is anywhere in the realm of like three to 5% engagement meaning three to 5% of their following are actually liking and or commenting on their posts, every single post, okay? So on these bot accounts, essentially, the followers aren't real, they're fake. So like they're purchased to make the account look good, but really it actually looks really bad because who cares if you have 100,000 followers, but like 100 people like your photo, to be honest, no one's actually seeing it. Robots are just like an electronic algorithm that like and or comment on your behalf. I've actually, I've played with them, <laughs> believe it or not. I've played with paying programs like Instagress. Instagress is uh, just, a, it's a program I paid. Um, it's an, uh, I guess it's a website, it's an app, it's a robot. And I paid Instagress uh, to like and comment on my behalf. And it was weird. I did it for like six months too. Like it was just kind of like a substantial amount of time. I basically, I inputted a bunch of hashtags, locations and usernames into the program. And it went out there. It went out on my behalf and started commenting on photos for me and liking photos for me. The problem is that none of the comments were genuine. I would just tell the bot to say things like great pick or nice shot and it would go out and do that. So at the time, more than 75% of the time, my, my comments did not actually come from me. <laughs> I never actually saw your photo, nor did I have any clue that I was even commenting on it. You know, I was going about my day, this robot was commenting and liking photos on my behalf. So only if you commented back and tagged me like Adelisa Curry Lowitz, thanks, thanks for the comment, means a lot, whatever, that I ever even see it. And sometimes I even miss those. Like honestly, when I experienced, like basically during this experimental phase, I, I loved it, <laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> it, it allowed me to spend less time engaging with my target market and more time figuring out content or even just doing other non-Instagram things altogether. But little did I know that behind the scenes, Instagram was working on new algorithms that eliminated robots. So you see, the platform, like Instagram as a platform, doesn't want fake accounts to infiltrate and take over. Like that's kind of this crazy thing that evolved and happened. So Instagram is doing everything that they can to like eliminate all these fake accounts. They want real people behind the likes and comments. They, it wants, like Instagram as a whole wants authentic content. So it started to put limits on stuff and it started to try and wean out those robot accounts. It started to implement algorithms that identified if a person was liking or commenting irregularly or too quickly, for example. So like, if you say the same comment, like nice pick too many times in a row, it will cut you off or ban you from engaging for like a period of time. The first events is like an hour, then it's 24 hours. And then I think they can and will shut down your entire account until you can prove you're really your real human behind the, behind the account. <laughs> You'll get a notification. Like you've been commenting too many times or this comment has happened too many times. I don't know if anyone's ever actually experienced that out there. I have a bunch of times, but then it will literally ask you if you're a robot. <laughs> Another one is like, if you like more than 50 photos or something like that within a 15 minute period, it won't allow you to like for 
it won't allow you to like another picture for an extended period of time. There's like a limit there. You'll be you'll be liking photos and then all of a sudden that little like heart won't turn red. You'll be like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> That's because you've reached the Instagram's like new limit on liking. So, and it may or may not ask you if you're a robot then, it may or may not even cut you off from liking. So it depends on what type of algorithm has been rolled out within your community or your city or your country at the time because it does do the application does roll these out like in sort of waves nobody knows by the way what the algorithms are nobody knows what wave will hit you when what features you get what new features you get and when it all just sort of is like this unknown magical thing <laughs> my point is is that Paying a program to engage on your behalf may seem like a good idea to free up some of your time, but it's act, it actually does more damage than it brings worth, okay? You want to be engaging with authentic comments and liking specific photos, not photos at random. Also, once Instagram targets you as a robot using account, they can shadow ban you. Um, and that's what happened to me. And what shadow banning means is that only people who are following you, so I was actually shadow banned for a period of time. So only people that were following me could actually see my content. So Instagram knew I was using a robot to like and comment on my behalf and made my account essentially invisible, okay? and. This was without me even knowing. So so last year for a period of time, I was wondering like, why the hell is nobody liking my photos? Like what, or watching my stories? What the hell is going on? When I realized that no, I was not coming up under the hashtags I used, nor was I coming up on the explore page. And Instagram wasn't even showing my photos to my following until the individual would like scroll down their feed long enough to see me. So like I'm a, I, I have a high level of following. I'm like a, a, a more, a, I don't know. I can't remember actually the term that they used to call me. It's like more of an advanced influencer. So like typically for me, for the size of the, my account and for my engagement, when I post something, I should be at the top. Okay. My, the little circle for my story should be within the first few little circles. When I post a story for you to see, it's because of, um, my following and my engagement. But at this time when I was shadow banned, that wasn't happening and people actually stopped watching my stuff. They stopped looking for my content and I was like, what the hell? So essentially Instagram knew and I paid the price like the hard way. So don't make the same mistakes I did. It's not worth it. I'm glad I experienced this for myself and I can share this information with you. But let me tell you, it's totally not worth it. I've stopped using uh, third-party liking and commenting apps. It just it is not, it's not worth it for me. It took me like a little bit of time to sort of climb back to the level of engagement that I have now. Like it, it, it did sort of really stunt my growth as a, a, a as a professional Instagram account. So you might get away with it for a period of time, but then one day you'll be pegged. <laughs> and Instagram has also just redefined their API for privacy protection. So the API is the application program interface. You may have heard this if anyone's a, that's kind of interested in this type of thing, the API changed and everyone's freaking out about it. Um, cause there's some new laws for privacy protection and Instagram is taking all of their algorithms one step further to protect everyone against robots and third party apps. Most of which, most of the third party apps don't even work anymore. Like I had a couple like sort of analytical apps that don't even work at all. Um, for example, I use a paid program, which I paid like $158 per year. It's called Icono square, uh, for extra analytics. And this program has lost a lot of its features because of the new API. It, it is all very interesting stuff. The bottom line is that 
social media is constantly evolving, especially Instagram. It, it changes every few months. And that is why I mentioned to take some time to stay in the know or alternatively, you can pay someone who will stay in the know for you, <laughs> like me. <laughs> I'm not saying hire me, I'm just saying there's lots of people out there like me that are passionate about this type of thing and they can help you out. Um, what I will say is that all of these hacks have benefited my account since day one. All of these accounts are things um, that haven't essentially changed throughout all the algorithm changes and, and across the evolution of Instagram. There are a ton of strategies, techniques, tips, opinions on how to grow your Instagram account out there. But these three things have not changed for me. That's why I'm saying them in this first initial podcast about Instagram. Maybe later I'll, I'll actually dive into a little bit further and, you know, give some very specific strategical things you can do. But for now, I just kind of wanted to keep it general because people don't actually believe in those three things. You need to believe in those three things. Okay. So put time and effort into your account, be authentic and create content that is relevant to you and your business. And don't sell out. Don't sell out to robot accounts. Don't sell out, period, to third-party apps, okay? You can do better than that. Make sure you like and comment on things with a genuine perspective from your business or your personal visions, okay? And in return, you're gonna attract genuine followers who ultimately lead to engagement and sales for your business. <sighs> okay, everyone, that's all for today. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support the show, please donate to my Patreon account. The link is in my Instagram bio and in the show notes. Your support means the world to me and will help me to continue on this journey to becoming a full-time podcaster. You can also support the show by heading over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Thank you all once again for listening. Have a lovely day, everyone. Until next time. Wow.